Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. It's 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today, we're doing a federal news report. Hey, Mickey. Yo. Hey, Tom. What's going on in the news? Happy for July. Happy for yeah. July. <laughs> yeah. We get to have one this year. Hopefully, you get to see some stuff blow up. I don't know, dude. It's so dry here. Uh, we just got done. We're, we're in the Pacific Northwest heat wave. So, uh, hopefully, no one likes anything. But, hey. Oh, wow. No, we're at yeah. a torrential downpour. We're kind of just drying out. It's humid. You would like, if you had wrinkles on your clothes and you walked outside where it is right now in like yeah. uh, swampy central Illinois, no wrinkles on your clothes. It would just all drop right out. Yeah. God, I wish. No, right now you walk outside, it's like you're slowly getting cooked. It's 111 uh, at the peak of this uh, heat wave so far. and But now we're going to be nightings, which is still like 100 to most people out here. So, yeah. Wow. Well, smash them likes if you enjoy the hot, humid weather, because that's what we got for summer. I tell you, it's been, uh, it seems like this year has gone by so very, very fast, doesn't it? So fast, but, you know, I think it's just because Chuck Schumer keeps saying, uh, eventually. <laughs> Chuck Schumer started this year by saying that he would soon introdu introduce comprehensive cannabis reform into the Senate. Beginning of the year? Chuck Schumer lists marijuana as a priority in first post-election cannabis uh, comments. So January 26th, we've been waiting. Yep. Five months ago was the time that Chuck Schumer said that he was going to prioritize marijuana legalization. And then January 28th, he says, Chuck Schumer says marijuana reform bills are being merged as Congress moves to legalize. Then, you know, he still continues on until February 1st with the Democratic Senate leaders announced steps to federally legalize marijuana in 2020 and 21. And he also, during this time, was taking like the uh, the podcast tour, right? Yeah. Like he, he showed up in some the weirdest uh, podcast, right? I think, uh, uh, Lauren, you remember who he, he was talking to? It was a, a rapper, I believe, like, uh, uh, and then and then a couple like NBA sports stars. Yeah, Al Harrington, I think. Yeah, mm -hmm. like. Just the weirdest thing. You're like, like, why are I mean, like, they're they're pandering again, mm -hmm. right? Pandering, and then he waited another month, 
And on March 2nd, Chuck Schumer says federal marijuana legalization is a priority in the te- Democrats' big, bold agenda. And then, you know, continuing on in the middle of the month, because I guess, you know, I think he has to start out like with the middle, the beginning and the end to kind of like keep you teasing you. Like, is this is this foreplay? You know, so like in March 18th, Schumer uh, bill will stop big alcohol and tobacco from dominating the market, he says. Mm-hmm. And then you fast forward another two weeks on March 31st, he says, bill to legalize federal marijuana to federally legalize marijuana will be filed shortly. Oh, and this is that time where I was thinking, like, remember 420, I was thinking, oh, this is it. This it's going to be 420. What a panderer. He's going to drop the bill on 420. A little showboating. Yep. Yeah. Wrap it in a bow. Uh, on April 15th, Schumer says federal marijuana legalization bill will hit Senate floor soon, five days before 420. Yeah. How exciting is that? Now, he says shortly. He says soon. And then on April 20th, Schumer worries Senate marijuana banking vote could undermine broader legalization push. Yay, I'm 420. Uh-huh. May 11th, you know, Schumer reiterates that marijuana legalization must pass before cannabis bacon reform. And here we are on July 4th, America's birthday. Still no marijuana reform introduced in the Senate. I mean, it, it was first announced on February 1st. Uh, and so that's 153 days. Uh huh. It's been five months and three days, excluding July fourth, or about uh, forty-one point two nine percent of. Um, I'm sorry, ninety-two percent of twenty twenty-one, but not necessarily of the hundred and nineteenth, eighteenth Congress, whatever one that is in session right now. Those are two years instead of one year. But it took so long that finally, in June twenty-eighth, Associate Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas issued a statement. He just came out and said, you know, I don't think we need federal marijuana prohibition anymore. And, and you know, that, that that was surprising to a lot of people, like like yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> right, right. I mean, like, I, I didn't think we, I knew that they weren't going to hear the case about the IRC 280E challenge. I knew that. Yeah. But I didn't know, like, through them expressing them not hearing the case, they'd make a statement that would make such news, you know? Yeah, well, I didn't think. A lot of that comes from who said it too, right? Like, you know, the the cuckoo for cocoa puffs family. Uh, the cuckoo for cocoa puffs family, sure, sure. But back when I was researching that book, Satan Smoke, that I published over ten years ago, now uh, I liked reading Clarence Thomas's opinions regarding certain freedoms that you know, because I was looking at the constitutional basis for this, and and whenever there would be something on those types of due process issues, sometimes he'd write the opinion, and I'd be like, that's eh, not bad. And then I see the the stuff that he wrote, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's thank yeah. you. Thank you for saying that, you know. Well, and he said, you know, it makes no sense now. Like, it made no sense ever. <laughs> well, now it makes absolutely no sense. What yeah. did he say on that? I mean, because, like, they are they are picking and choosing when they will enforce the federal marijuana laws. They aren't doing anything else except for saying, like, well, sometimes we're going to do it and sometimes we're not going to do it. And, you know, it was surprising because he's, he's like a hardcore Republican. And this is, like, the other hard part to wrap your head around with the process and two-party system, but this is how we lose, too, because like it seems like the Republicans have been having a hard-on against legalization, whereas Democrats are just like, it's coming. Like, I got you, bro. I got you. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's how he ends his little statement, though, is he ends his little statement saying about this case they they call the Rage case. It came about 15 years ago. It was one of uh, uh, Supreme Court Chief Justices uh, what's this? Chief Justice John Powers, Warren, 
I haven't oh, thought Roberts. about this guy in so long. Yeah, John Roberts. Yeah, so he was one of his first opinions after being named the chief judge by uh, Bush, I believe. And so um, if he could convince the other four or five justices uh, to take this, maybe the, the rage number two will find that, sure, the federal marijuana prohibition is unconstitutional and it's interfering with and then he starts talking about the laboratories of democracy and then the state's core police powers to define criminal law and to protect health, safety and welfare of their citizens. So he also uh, raises the 10th Amendment, you know, uh, at state's rights issue in his uh, statement. It's not a dissent. They didn't decide anything. They said you still have to owe the tax for IRC 280E. But they called out the federal government by saying you are picking and choosing when you're enforcing this law. Sometimes you say fine and sometimes you say pay me the money. In mm. such a statement, though, puts a lot of shade on the other ones, right? Because now, now this is where you're important because you know about the process, especially the legal process. Uh, when before courts hear a case, right, they, they can decide just like uh, recently they, they rejected to hear the transgender case in the, the, the bathroom. Uh, how do like do they in a group vote together like or is it like because now now you're saying is one justice saying this is this is something we should look at right like with the little girl in the veterans case mm -hmm. that wasn't heard last year and just who were suing Jeff Sessions you know like right. what can happen now well there's already suits that are on file to try to challenge the constitutionality of the cannabis laws at the federal level uh, we've reported on them uh, they just had a hearing on one that was like suspicious or peculiar because it wasn't sure if the person had standing however uh, any medical patient in theory could make the same uh, arguments that were raised in the rage case and now after 16 years and and basically every state becoming a medical cannabis state you know, what well, is the point of, and then they're not enforcing them. So not only back in 2004 or five, it was before widespread medical cannabis. I mean, there was, it was still during the time of medical cannabis where like Sparky got popped or uh, years after Sparky got popped. Cause I thought his was like in 2005, you know, shout out to Sparky Rose was super critical. Like uh, Lance Glore got popped in what? 2011. Yeah. 20, yeah. 2011 raids is when he got originally. Uh, yeah. So like they yeah. were still doing raids. Uh, yeah. And that's one of the reasons why the rage case was like, this is a federal policy. We're enforcing this law after the raid stopped. Well, you know, when Obama came in and then stopped the raids and then issued uh, had his justice administration to have that coal memo. And then Trump comes in and doesn't do bupkits except for like whip everybody up into a frenzy and then culture war and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and now with Biden, you know, he doesn't seem to like it, but the Democrats in Congress sure as heck do. Well, and it's funny how like that you pointed out the, the the Trump organization. I will give that time frame a lot of credit plus COVID because I freed a lot of the prisoners that I was fighting for. Like I was yeah. surprised to see at least at the end, at the very end when they did the releasing of uh, a compassionate release and whatnot. But um, you know, I got a question though because like you know because federal legalization is 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 the the issue at hand here and. Uh, if the case, if the courts heard, say the 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 the, the you know the scheduling, is that the whole? That's, is that the, the they're trying to deschedule or unschedule uh, cannabis? Yeah, they're trying to invalidate. And so, if you yeah. invalidate, you know, it's gone. Be like the law's there, but it's unconstitutional, so we're not following it because it's it's Captain Cuckoo Bananas now, even way more than it was when the Rage case was decided. Because now you have the federal government explicitly saying that they aren't going to enforce uh, marijuana laws in states that are creating their own uh, systems of medical cannabis and now all cannabis with uh, the new budget that they have. But then also with DC going fully legal, 
yeah. they just haven't allowed sales, but it's legal. Uh, so in the states, in the, in the nation's federal jurisdiction, they allow cannabis legalization. However, at the federal level, they say they can't. And the only enforcement right now, the federal marijuana laws is this IRC is the IRS, the IRC right. 280 taking uh, that money. So your, your ordinary and common business expenses, uh, yeah, your ordinary and necessary business expenses, those can't be deducted uh, for the cannabis industry. So, I mean, there's no real active, like just against marijuana right now, you know, uh, but uh, what's to say, what's preventing it from happening though? You know, that's, that's, and that's, Nothing. that's when this, they were yeah. just kind of like the bowl in the, you know, waving the flag, you know, just like, Hey, check this out guys. Oh, Oh, you guys might hear that again. Okay. Well make the same arguments petition. Let's see if we can get it heard. Yeah. No, I just, Holy shit. My computer just, something just weird happened. I think. I'm well, no, you're coming in great, dude. Can oh you no. Was, uh, I think, it, I don't know. Weird dude. My screensaver something, you know, it's, it's fucking tech, dude. Oh, I, 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 I have had like the worst tech today. Let me just bitch about tech for just a moment. <laughs> That's why we fucking quit the Zoom conference. Right. I was expecting to see a big cloud of smoke coming out of that shit. Like, <laughs> no, but we're off Zoom. I mean, like, <laughs> F Zoom, they're, oh, now I'm frozen. Now I'm frozen because, oh, you know, bad tech. <laughs> bad tech. Yeah. Now I'm back. You know, and, uh, and tech doesn't like me sometimes. QuickBooks won't let one of my employees create an account so he can get direct payment. No shit. Um, oh, yeah. It's just these are like big tech companies and Zoom. Terrible, terrible yeah. software to do uh, a video, con not a video conference, a webinar. So we're doing webinars on this now because this is way better and slicker. Yeah. No, it's a lot smoother. You know, it's even crappier, too, to, to bitch about like people with tech and not catching up was I did a YouTube live uh, the other day. Uh, well, the last one I did and the YouTube live option it's shit. Like, there's no real, like, I can't do anything. All I get is a camera and on and off. Those are your only options. And I can't make it screens. Work. Yeah. No. So, I was, this is the stream area right now is the best option for everything. So, you can share things. Like, hey, check this out. I want to share this with you. Uh, there was a story in, uh, I think it was in the, uh, let's see, right here. Can, can you see this? Looks normal. Yeah. Well, right. looks normal. Uh, I just can't believe that there's still, like, people, news stories, agencies, Came of making new stories about like, is your team doing drugs and what are the signs of? Let me get this off. Get out of there. So like right here, like Highway 420, tie dyes and uh, would you know soda cans and man, it looks like my dream bedroom. I mean, I I, <laughs> I just can't believe reefer madness still exists to the extent that. And in this same state, oh, it's Missouri. They have medical and, but again, what parent doesn't know, like. These are your signs. This is, so you're just telling me like again, druggy, uh, yeah. stigma. Uh, 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 this is how it's going to roll. Th that doesn't how it works. That's not how it works. You know, not. Yeah. All you want to know how how we know that's not how it works? Because a federal report has found no increase in teen cannabis use after legalization. The Gondrepreneur has been reporting that a federal report filed last week. Uh, well, actually, it was uh, early in June uh, yeah. by the United States Department of Educational National Center for Educational Statistics showed zero sign of increased teenage cannabis use due to cannabis legalization policies. Yeah, the report uses data volunteered by students to the Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance System, which fells, falls under the umbrella of the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, yeah, data, those guys were telling us to wash our hands and wear masks during the coronavirus. Crazy. They're all just right? crazy. 
and, and, yeah. and Fauci needs to be fired. I don't get these. Oh, I'm so glad that we haven't heard from him in a while. I tell you, keep getting those shots, people, because if you don't, well, we're hey, we're 80 percent uh, in Seattle. And, uh, uh, you know, we're walking around now still in buildings and close areas because, you know, in the end, people are gross. Like people are if, gross. Yeah. I've learned one they thing. Smell. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, last year we had zero flu deaths. And that's to be something to be said about this weird mass shit. Like, it's just our spittle, right? It's just the weird, uh, we're trying to prevent that that, that spittle. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. The, gross. But this is oh, data that went for 10 years. So this yes. data was collected from 2009 through 2019. So at the start, there were basically no states that had legalized cannabis for adult use. And now there are many states that have legalized cannabis for adult use. And it pretty pretty obvious it looks like that cannabis access and use levels stayed consistent imagine if they really were able to snuff out the illicit market so everybody had to card and that was the only weed i mean like remember that weed that you had in mexico miggy oh dude dude it, it, it was 1990 it was it, yeah. it was it was in someone's pants at one time it smelled like like no one like, would buy that if there no. was people weed and, and, and this just a fear-mongering right like it's all about the kids the kids are gonna uh, smoke weed if you legalize it. You know it's going. Well, your endocannabinoid system doesn't actually develop until you're 27. That's but a lie. It just doesn't. It's there from day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like your nervous system or your right. or, yeah. or your eyeballs mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. or your soul. It just magically appears after yeah. you're old enough. Yeah. Well, well we can pray it out. <laughs> Ooh, pray that out. All right, that's that's going to my healthcare plan. Prayer. <laughs> Shit. Hey, uh, did you hear about the United Nations bullshit? Hmm. Yes, I did. Refresh our recollection on the United States Nations stuff. United Nations calls for global ban on cannabis advertising because it thinks it's uh, uh, encouraging kids and and giving out the wrong message, which, hey, what about that alcohol uh, international ban they have out there? Yeah, yeah. What about Spuds McKenzie? What about having a dog hustle Suds on television in the 80s? And it was like, I had dolls and and inflatables, like toys. Mm Like crazy shit, man. Yeah, and the Flintstones cartoons would smoke Chesterfields. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. But you know, society, what, like we talked about, you, you talked about, like how it's always about policing morality. That's what we've been doing, right? Like it's not a uh, we are uh, legislating morality, and then people like Laguardia and the Laguardia report they would argue vociferously against that stuff because we and oh man, I, his his name escapes me, and that's too bad because he was a good politician in the seventies. Uh, but you know, it's the same thing. Like when you, when you legislate morality, you're not going to be able to do it. Right. Because I mean, we, like in the, in the recent marijuana moment, uh, testing people for marijuana impaired based on THC levels is not reliable. Federal See, funded not studies fine. Yeah. It's not based on science. It's based on how you feel. Yeah. It's all about your feels, man. Yeah. It's all <laughs> about your feels. My facts, all feels. First, let me just say like half the bullshit reefer madness propaganda, like and not all weed hits the same. Right. And uh, I plenty, I've smoked plenty of weed while I'm driving and feel fine. And other weed where I'm like, okay, this is where I can pull over now and call it a day for a minute because, and it doesn't last like alcohol. It's not like I'm impaired for hours. It's there's that moment where you recognize this is it. This is not uh, functionality time, you know, yeah, like a dab. A lot of people don't like that style. I mean, that's kind of the, you know, people don't like getting too drunk, but then it can sneak up on you. But then people don't like getting too high either because it just gives, causes paranoia and like creeps you out and stuff. Exactly. And so people tend to self-titrate because they're like, oh, if you go too much, you'll have an uncomfortable experience. And as a result, you tend not to overuse it. Right. 
the amount of THC in a person's system after consuming marijuana is not an accurate predictor of impairment. A federally funded, federally funded at that too, right? As they try and search for the de the negative shit, still uh, looking for the smoking gun. Exactly, because this one, this research was backed by a grant in the National Institute of Justice. So you know it's true. <laughs> who ate or vaporized cannabis with varying levels of THC? Science. Science. They were tested with basic fields of variety and cognitive tests. While the group that received uh, doses higher than five milligrams of THC, which is our, or no, wait, our fucking law is five nanograms in your blood. But uh, uh, yeah. yeah, five milligrams of THC that were negatively impacted and experienced observable psychomotor uh, impairment. The I RTA think they imbibed the five milligrams. So either they took a five milligram gummy or they inhaled five milligrams worth of THC. Dude, the 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 the, the reefer madness, uh, ill propaganda on cannabis consumption and what it does to you is is the thing that I think hurts the prohibitions most because like when my kid was uh, a, a baby, fact deniers. huh? They, yeah. It hurts them the most because they're fact deniers. But well, you're, not you're deniers. Kid, when your kid was a baby, what happened? Well, I say not deniers, creators, right? So like Derek came to the school, he brought a, a coloring book, and I wish I kept it because uh, it showed little Jimmy smoking a joint and then wobbling on a bike because you can't ride a bike and smoke a joint at the same time. And I was like, how else are you going to ride a bike? But yeah, I mean, that's just fact creators, man. So uh, they're making the crap up. It's just untethered from reality. We'll just tell them that it's bad for them. And who are yeah. they to question us? Because if they do it, it's a crime, and then they're illegal. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, normal uh, direct, deputy director Paul Armanto said, those important findings come as no surprise. Despite a handful of states imposing per se THC thresholds as part of their traffic safety laws, there exists no science demonstrating that these arbitrary limits are reliable predictors of either recent cannabis exposure or impairment Be number one, right? Like, or impairment. Let's check it out because it's 20 past the hour. So that means that it's Science. time to test this hypothesis. Shout Thank out you. to 420365. I got an unboxing that I got to do for them. I uh, have been meaning to film this. And I, I'm still in the process of moving. So like... I could go set up a home cultivation facility. I was doing that last night. Life happens, man. I mean, that's just what it is, dude. Yeah. Hey, did it, uh, I showed you guys my uh, what I what I got Seth Green to do in a, in a Twitch. Oh no, would you get Seth? AIDS? Oh no, what'd you do to get Seth Green? Check this out. Let me share with you. Let me see, add a stream. So Seth, they're raising Seth Green and his wife are raising money on AIDS, playing Mass Effect on Twitch, and uh, I, I paid for this, or actually. They really don't, I paid for stuff, but they just they were really interacting and just hanging out. It was really cool. Smoke weed every day. Dot com. <laughs> so he and then like he's all like, don't do that. And then uh, we, we we don't know who owns that. Uh, uh, but then check this out, bro. This is what really so like he, he he was popping in and out. It was mostly Claire Grant that was hanging out. But uh here he actually sat down and did a QA real quick and I asked him if he smoked weed. And uh breaking news. Seth Green smokes weed. Um, no. What, however you identify community and also the Mass Effect community, which I Let's believe see is, to, or, this is uh, not even... Uh, what if we're going to get a copyright strike uh, for this? I no. still smoke uh, weed. Well, if I understand correctly, even that um, this is uh, uh, noun is uh, the, an implied pejorative against... The, I love his uh, uh, legal spiegel around the... And the cannabis industry so i will say this 
that I safely and um, responsibly partake in cannabis. Um, Breaking news. And also uh, promote the decriminalization of it and the um, expunging of uh, criminal uh, uh, records or felonies associated with it into the future. And there are uh, so many people currently jailed. I couldn't like this guy anymore. Even minor. Mm-hmm. All right, I had to throw Boom. that there. <laughs> Smash the likes and click subscribe if you totally believe in that stuff that uh, Seth Green was just getting down on. I mean, that's that's really cool. I'm glad that he supports us. Yeah, I mean, just how he went to the diatribe about the prisoners and then and, and locked up. You know, what pisses me off about all these, like a lot of celebrities who who ride the, the, the cannabis culture, right? How many of these fuckers are actually, like in all my years of like helping out prisoners, writing letters and, and, and raising funds, I've never, like minimal. I mean, I, I met like Dana Robacher. You know, like not like Snoop Dogg doing like help out. None of these fuckers are doing shit to help people out, except for like maybe side sit with, with donations. But I mean, maybe it's happy more speaking and more. Yeah, well, lawyers for all those clemency petitions and the other filings that they have to do to get those uh, those pardons and those commutations is very expensive. So I'm glad that they are writing some checks so that they can get those. It's a complex process to try to go after those things. Yeah. A lot of bureaucracy and red tape and crap. But they shouldn't even be there, you know? No, period. I mean, this whole, the law itself, though, it just seems, not seems, it is. It, it, it's, it's not here to, yeah. to, to help us, you know? And then we have this, this, this in-between void where uh, Republicans are against it and then Democrats just can't get their shit together. Like, how are we going to get this? This is a, a multi-tiered issue that, that not, not just uh, about, like, uh, prisons, but, like, uh, wellness, uh, 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 future justice, you know, social equity. This is a lot of things in one package that, you know, what other thing out there? What other thing are we fighting for that people wake up mad about? You know, I don't wake up mad about the mortar or Israel when I wake up. <laughs> Some know? people do. Teach yeah. own. And so there's a lot of motivated micro factions out there. And those motivated micro factions usually are overrepresented in representative democracies because they're the ones that have the axe to grind. They're like, you know what grinds my gears? This. I'm going to go fix it. Yeah. Yeah, Why I mean, the friends of me fixing it. Yeah, because you need people to to to, to be proactive in certain things that you you believe in, like with the uh, what is it, the federal appeals court uh, hears marijuana rescheduling arguments in the case against DEA. So I mean, this with the the recent uh, Thomas thing, this could be a, a you know a good thing as far as like where we are uh, society. It's true, but then you know the Democrats are also introducing the bill to end the drug war. And so, I mean, there's so many different people that are moving forward faster and getting past the failed policies and the positions. I mean, like, what was the point of the 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 drug war? Like, did did we get off drugs? So the opioid epidemic that killed all those people. Was that avoided because of the drug war? Crack avoided because of the drug war? You know, arresting people for weed, ruining all those families that were out there just enjoying an herb that is helps with pain relief and other health aspects of supplementing your endocannabinoid system. If anything, the, the drug war exasperated all our problems. It, it has made things worse. And has it even, uh, uh, it's, it's given us our society a PTSD. You know, we're, we're at the point where we've all gone through, like, you know, you don't have to go to war to have PTSD. You can just leave your house and get arrested or get hassled by cops a couple of times. And that just puts you in your place. You know, when people have power, uh, uh, that have the power, uh, you know, 
people disappeared. You know, that's yeah. that's one of the hard things about advocating, right? Like uh, with with people people who when you have uh, like FBI files on Martin Luther King, I right. mean, you got people scared and still nervous. You know, the people are culpable of fucked up shit. Man. People are the cause of all murder in the world and death. Apparently, no, no time oh, will no. take care of you just as well. You know, time will yeah. take care of you when it's right. Somebody taking, you know, robbing you of that, that's just a little inhumane. No, for real, though, man. But what do you think, though? I mean, like, how are we going to get to the point that, like, people are just being arrested? Like, is it the Morax? Is it going to be a, a writer? Is it going to be a, you know what I mean? Like, it's got to be soon, though, man. We don't. Well, I think there's still going to be people that are getting arrested for weed. Just like there's still people that are getting arrested for cigarettes. But it's usually because you stole the cigarettes or like you avoided your taxes. You know, right. there's still going to be thieves. There's still going to be tax cheats. But if we can get to that, then I'm going to say that's a win. Let's do that the whole world over. And then we can start really working on the hard stuff like the you know graphene batteries and the building materials uh, and replacing petroleum based plastics everywhere. Uh, that stuff is going to take a lot of science and applications and capital investment, hopefully delivered on the back of THC. And it's just crazy how like the, the, the war on the plant being the war on us, like the, this plant, it's not just a, a magical wellness thing, but it's also a, the, a textile that, that can improve the planet. You know, like I, I think that's the other part of the problem too, is like when people like, when you talk like this, it seems like crazy talk. Like this guy's bad shit crazy. He's like, like, we just can all get along. And, and this plant does more than just a, and I'm not going to say it cures cancer, but God damn it. It does a lot of, for your, uh, your immune system, your anti-inflammatory. Like these are proven. It does cure cancer cells or, or fight cancer cells. Like but there's interplay. There's yeah. interplay. I mean, the cancer is an extremely complex. Uh, yeah. And, and from that, and your body is a complex and the interplay of the endocannabinoid system and that going haywire may contribute to inflammation that can result in um, that. But, you know, why aren't they studying it? That's stupid. Like, what's the public policy reason for, like, stopping all uh, science unless that science is looking for a smoking gun, which they still haven't found after 50 effing years? And it's the weirdest thing that... Uh the, the best talking point comes from the fear mongers himself. You know, Reagan, when he said, I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. You know what I mean? Like that's yes. Yeah. It's, it's still a legit fucking thing. But even though he was the fucking government, you know, like they're the, uh, the wielders of, uh, these messed up, uh, powers yeah. uh, essentially, uh, you know, just like what's going on. With the, you know, why does Biden still not want to have weed in DC? Like why? I don't know. Uh, is that the next one? Okay. I think yeah. we're one uh, article ahead, and I'm going to go okay. grab some water so we can, like, snip this one out. Oh, okay, yeah, totally. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'm out of bubbly and regular water. Federal Appeals Court, and they've heard a rescheduling argument in the case against the DEA. So this was about three weeks ago, June 11th, Federal Appeals Court has heard a argument against the Drug Enforcement Administration to try to get them to reconsider the classification. And they were uh, in front of a three-judge panel on the Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. Yes, I keep talking about attorneys for a group of scientists and military veterans seeking to force the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration to formally reconsider marijuana's restrictive federal classification 
made their case to the three George. That's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but the, but this that the, the veterans and it wasn't the the little girl on this one too in the um, in the football player. It's too, Sue Sisley of the Scottsdale Research Institute. Yeah. But I don't know if this statement that uh, Clarence Thomas issued. Uh, in declining to hear the IRC 280E state uh, case means that this could actually move beyond this simply because the the standing issue may not be there, oh, so she might go. not be able to. Next second. All right. Now that, that's when we can hit the. Uh... Congressional Democrats defy Biden by scrapping DC marijuana sales ban. So President Joe Biden wants to keep blocking Washington, D.C. from implementing marijuana sales. Why does Biden hate weed? Why does Biden hate weed? I think it's because he was born during the height of the lie. Yeah. And then he's complicit on a lie from his time in the farm bill, not the farm bill, from the crime bill in the mid 90s, like the 96 crime bill, you know? But how do we like for like all these people who, like you said, are complicit? They're. They know no better. They think they're doing the right thing. They're making easy judgments. Like, how do we sway these guys? Like, look, this is healthy. Like, what out of what? How many recreational states do we have now? Freaking 18? Uh, yes, because we can't count South Dakota. So, like, technically 19, mm, but yeah. then South Dakota said, no, and then they undid the will of their own people. Because, I mean, you could find any answer with data, and, and then you would see a surge in all kinds of madness if there was such a thing. And, and, this is one of the things that turned me on to, to advocacy in the early days of the internet. When I first got out of the military, um, I uh, write a lot of pro marijuana articles because I loved weed. But then I was like, well, maybe I should do research, research. Cause I was, I came out of the military of 33. Uh, you know, you don't know the world. You don't know everything, especially if I don't, if I didn't study and, and, and look at for things intentionally. So I did that. I looked intentionally at like, Presently, like early days of Google and early days of YouTube, you would always find the most intrinsic empirist searches because there was no Google ads. There was no uh, uh, other. They just had a really good algorithm could find a lot of shit fast for you. And it was always 90 percent accurate. Mm -hmm. And when I looked for cannabis, marijuana, weed, I looked in all the words and every day. I, I couldn't find a news story that was a horror story unless it was the law fucking someone over. It wasn't like some dude smoked a, a joint and killed 10 pizzas. It was some dude smoked a joint and 10 cops killed him. You know, it's not a, it's a one way fucked up streak that needs to get changed. And these guys need to wake up. This is the, the blight in our American system, our justice system. Right. You know, but you know, it, it still may happen. I mean, the exclusion of this provision in the bill, uh, which was voted on in the subcommittee, and then they're going to have a full uh, appropriations panel. It's not over yet. They still might get him to come to the table and allow for DC to be able to open. That would be awesome. Can you imagine doing oh. some license applications in DC? Wonder how they would structure their licensing system. And then if that DC licensing system could like act as a model, maybe for retail, but not necessarily. Well, I don't know. I mean, like DC is not that big, you know, it's no, but the population is huge. Yeah, but it's very, like, you know, the cultivation aspect of it. I don't oh, know. Right, right. License, you know, it's different license type for retail, of course. But I guarantee you the crime rate would so decrease. You know, DC has been a, a very, uh, it's been known to have, it's, it's a very rough neighborhood, right? If you're not in the capital, if you're not in the main streets of, uh, of where federal agencies are protecting them, the, the side neighborhoods are very rough. And I, I really would think that crime rates would go down because 
one, you have one less criminality thing out there. And two, uh, it, it's a better option. It's a safer option. It's a wellness option because less alcohol we consume or whatnot, right? Um, that's how I see it. It's not all good news. The only studies that are still being uh, funded appear to be looking for the smoking gun harm, and they're trying to say they found one. The Detroit Free Press is reporting that a federal study shows a link between pot use and suicide. So the Detroit Free Press is reporting that this study, funded or done by the National Institute on Drug Abuse, which analyzed data for more than 280,000 people aged 18 to 35, suggests that marijuana users thought about suicide, planned it, or attempted it more often than those who did not use marijuana. National Institute on Drug Abuse, right? Like, not even like the drug, the National Institute of trying to, like, figure shit out. Because to say drug abuse, it's, it, it, that's just a, such a, I'm going to say a slap in the face. It's, it's such a, a wide sweep of a word to throw at something that's more than... Uh, a drug that's being abused, you know, because like this, the suicide thing, the yeah. study, it's not really showing like, okay, cause and effect. Because right. even at the end of the study, they say, well, we're not saying it is, but look at these numbers that we just pulled out of our ass because we gave these these pot smokers some THC and not a lot of THC, but they all had THC. But we like all thought about it. That's the whole premise. It's like, don't use weed; it'll make you commit suicide. It's still just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's too bad Tommy Chong killed himself from doing all that weed. And if you want to see a true study, you don't fucking do like this little fucking interview shit. You you actually pull analytics. You go to there's data out there about suicide rates and, and suicide in the states. Go to the recreational states. Hmm. Did, did you see a, a large increase of anything except for pizza sales and Oreo sales and uh, festivals? <laughs> huh. Well, the conclusion that this uh, study reached was that among people who do not report having depression, 3% of people who do not use marijuana reported suicidal thoughts compared to 7% of non-daily cannabis users, 9% of daily cannabis users, and 14% of addicted cannabis users. I love how it's just a plain, like it's just a gentle curve up. Yeah, and then addicted. Like what is... what? <laughs> and This is such a hard state to, to digest because the idiocy of it all. First off, some institute, a bunch of grown people got paid, right? I get mad when people make more money than me over bullshit. Like, right. it's one thing if you're snooky on, on, on the Jersey Shore and, and you're getting paid a lot to shake your money maker. That's that's fine. But when you're a, a refined institute with, like, the, the betterment of society and, and man and, and America, whatever. I don't know if they're it's, – it's, that's what it is. It's the National Institute on Drug Abuse. They're um, – what they are doing is, like, Obvious. They, yeah. they have an agenda. Did you know that any use is abuse? Ah, true story. Yeah. But, or as I like to say, all use is uh, medicinal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it is because, you know, it's, it's just a shame, though. They have, there's, this is part of that thinking of like, there's got to be a bad guy. There's got to be a, a punishment for, for something. Something else made you do that, except for you being an asshole. Yeah. Like, like, no, no, smoking, the, the marijuana didn't make him, uh, not use his blinker. It was just he doesn't use his blinker when he drives. You know, I mean, whatever. Just yeah. And as if suicide and thoughts thereof, it's like the worst thing in the world. Like, hey, well, you never contemplated your own mortality. No, right? No, I, I didn't. I, I just figured we just keep going. Really? Well, you some people use cannabis for like the sadness. Like life sucks. It's hard. Right. It is. We, you know. Hey, my life sucks. Uh -huh. My life sucks on weed. Uh -huh. That's a little better.
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, not so a cure-all. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. And it's not a cure-all, but it uh, can help a little bit. Well, and uh, I was just and, okay. But then now we've kind of just kind of shown throughout this that uh, the, the United States, the federal government is basically speaking out of whatever butt that it wants to when it comes to weed. Sometimes saying that it's good and it needs to be legalized in a state level. Sometimes saying that it's terrible, terrible, and we have to make sure the children are safe from it. Yeah. And then as the uh, the big news for uh, the month and really the year maybe so far until Chuck Schumer's bill comes out is that Clarence Thomas says federal laws against marijuana may no longer be necessary. Yeah, that's a surprise. That was a surprise. Clarence Thomas, one of the Supreme Court's most conservative justices, said Monday that because of the hodgepodge of federal policies on marijuana, federal laws against it, use or cultivation may no longer make sense. That's right. And uh, we've already talked about it today, so we don't have to rehash it. I did a video on it. Go check that out. And and thanks so much for the members that are watching. Yes. You know, uh, Miggy, I think you should. We got to get a bumper for like you know your next story or something, and then you can do them live or, or however you want recorded. Oh, yeah, I just got to get off my ass, too. I'm trying. Uh, uh, Are you moving? I, no, I, I no. I'm moving. That's what the excuse I'm using. Oh, the heat wave, allergies. I got a new excuse every other week. You know, ah. the same excuses I, re- I use when I can't visit people. Like, oh, man, I'd love to go to your party, but, you know, I get, I just can't stay. I want to stay home and smoke weed and play video games. Like, that's – I work hard just so I can fucking stay home, man. Work <laughs> hard, play hard. That's it, brother. Well, that's going to do it for Cannabis Legalization News. Happy 4th of July. We will see you on Wednesday. Make sure you like and subscribe to all Cannabis Legalization News. We'll see you then.